Suck in these balls. Tyrell Williams. He beats Cox. Yeah, and somebody's going to get that gobbler at the end of this game, too. Josh Bynes has been coming all night long, but then he pulls I'm immature, Nikki. You know this. And it's just hard. <laughs> it's been a while Love since he's seen a hole that big. Diggs gets a much-needed blow. He's a thick <laughs> wide receiver who is powerful from the waist down. You have to like him. There's a guy coming right in your face, and he just sits in there and, and delivers it uh, really well. Delivers it really well. Welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It's the Kid XAB, and I am here with the lovely Nikki. Thank you for do you, having Do you add your last name like you used to? Or? I, I think so. Nikki Jones is it. Nikki J, okay. the creator. You can find me. Um, but thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well overdue. If you know us, you know what's up. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why this episode is called Twin Flames. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all know a deeper reason than others, but uh, we are. Oh, don't have me laughing like that. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. Um, Should we start with like a, some of, how long have we known each other? How many years? Um, 2013, 2012. Almost 10, 11. It's definitely been, been yeah, 10, 11 years. Wow. Okay, that's massive. All right. So, you know, here we are. We are definitely uh, here. Definitely had some ups and downs throughout our uh, time knowing each other. Highs, lows, valleys, valleys. I mean, so there's a line, I think, I don't know if Scissor said it or Summer but it was like, how could I trust you um, if you like haven't been around when I was broke or right. I, you've never been broke around me or something like that? Right. Um, so I do feel like the more you're around an individual, whether it's ups and downs, like our relationship is as strong as it is now because we've been around each other when it wasn't when strong. It, right. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah. Do the worst. So um, I think that that's an important thing. So. Um, do you have an all man moment? An all man moment. What do you mean by that? Because I've been having some oh shit. It feels like <laughs> December thirty third. Like what? <laughs> so all man moments are essentially like if something wild and crazy happened in your week and it was like so outrageous that it has to be highlighted. Whew. Where do we start? <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'll tell you the story of me even coming to meet up with you here in the studio. Um, so I'm like trying to knock the nerves off. I run across the street to get a margarita. What are you nervous about? I, well, life in general. Okay. And then I think just nerves in general of speaking and like, you know. You're speaking with me. I know, but like the world going to hear it. So? so but when we chop it up, niggas, we just, <laughs> <laughs> when we chop it up, it's us. Like when, when it's this, it's like. Oh. You know what I am afraid of though? What? I am afraid of forgetting that we are on the show and saying some shit. I know, don't say no one. <laughs> <I'm laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is what I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, oh, like I might forget I'm on the show and say some shit and then it'd be like my phone ringing, like, yo, right. what? Oh, wait, what happened in 2014? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to run? <laughs> yeah. well, why are you going out date? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you run that by me again right. but no um we're adding so much extra susness to this for no reason yeah i mean there's reason 
<laughs> there's, there's, X likes drama. That is not true. <laughs> not at all. See, see now you 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 just didn't open the door to like now I'm going now there's questions. Uh, well, why does X like drama? Why would she say that? Um, okay, X and, being messy. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Anything else to the old man? Because I cut you off just oh. to make that point. Okay, so all man moment, this guy, this, I'm, I'm going into the bank, long story short, to like get my money to pay because it was a cash only place. And as I'm walking into the bank, I come out and this guy is waiting like maybe about five feet from the door. And he's like, hey, I seen you go in here and I just want to tell you you're beautiful. And I was like, yeah, but like I just came out the bank. Right. <laughs> so like I'm grabbing my stuff. I'm a little nervous. I'm taking a few steps back because you're also a white man with a bald head. So something uh, about white men and bald, bald heads trigger you. You know why? Because our black men trigger you. Mm. So you scare me, too. Now y'all know what type of episode is about to be, Period. ladies and gentlemen. You, you scare <laughs> me, too. I am terrified. I grab my purse, too. OK. OK. You got to give them a little little something back. Absolutely. I'm nervous. You're a man, right? Because we're supposed to see all people as equal. You are a man. Why are you walking up to me once I come out the bank? Just to be like, you're beautiful. Thank you for shooting your shot. So now I'm like overly doing it. No, thank you so much. No, you're gorgeous too. <laughs> you are gorgeous too. You're gorgeous too is crazy. <laughs> as long as you back up. <laughs> oh, man. Well, my all man moment is clearly uh, the technical difficulties. So apparently um, the space that this amazing podcast um, is run out of is my space, right? Um Nobody's supposed to be in here, but occasionally they do do construction in this building. And what I'm starting to realize is sometimes when they do construction, they come into these offices and they don't give adequate notification. So I'm going to have to talk to somebody about it because I came in here. Shit wasn't hooked up to the Wi-Fi. My TV plug was out and bent and shit. Yeah. So now I'm over here getting embarrassed in front of Nikki, you know, who is a top notch. uh, I'm over here like the ghetto. Content content creator now working for big companies and shit. And now she's looking at me like, yeah, okay. Um, and trying to be sweet about it, you know, she's I'm been like, very no, nice. I'll help you. Yeah, but honestly, but, you are great at what you do. I absolutely appreciate this opportunity. No matter what, no matter how big you get, how big I get, we always gonna be right where we are. On I just know, I just know you, so I just know there was some thoughts. No, <laughs> I told him I needed a drink. <laughs> but, um. We're gonna get into some some things. So I kind of yeah. specially tailored this for you. I mean, but social media has kind of had a hell of a week when it came to some of these topics. So Ooh. we'll get right into it. Now, my first one, and I need Are they I, ready to hear me though, X? Cause you know like how I talk. So like, should I just be like myself? Or like, do I need to like curtail anything? Nah, I want you hey. to be you um and just talk it to the mic. That's all. Yeah, I know. I know you like looking over here, but uh, you just got to make sure you talk. Messy. <laughs> oh, what? You know what? Messy. <laughs> got the drops ready for this app. Messy. All right. Um, I don't want to go on too many tangents because I know you got people waiting on you. You know what I mean? I don't want. It's okay. It's okay. I don't want to do that. A little drink. But um, all right. So there's a lot of a post. There's one that recently came out mm-hmm. where this dude is holding a door and it's a joke, but mm-hmm. I think it has implications for a conversation that I've seen on social media like multiple times regarding a man being too friendly to another woman when he's in a relationship. What are your thoughts on that? It's a thing. <laughs> what does that mean though? It's like a thing. What's a thing? Uh, a man that is too friendly. What is that? It is a thing. It's it's being so let's say we just put it in another context and we said a woman being too friendly to a man, right? Like, okay, let's put it back in the exact context you already gave it to me. When a man is too friendly, like it's a difference of just holding a door. Uh-huh. You know, but when you're going to like hold the door, I got you, let me catch your bag, let me like you now you're doing so much to to value this person. Right. That you don't even know. Now, it's nice to have that nature about yourself. But whatever you're offering to that person that you just held the door, you better be giving that at home like tenfold. So that, yeah, that's my thing. What if right like that is just in that person's nature and they do 
do like tenfold. Then they need to their, therapy to their partner. The, well, if they're doing tenfold to their partner, and they just meet people that, and they just have been taught or raised, or they just have the mindset of to overextend themselves. Is it overextension to them? They may not see it as an overextension. Well, so then it depends on who you're in a relationship with. Then, then it's it's customizable. If, the, if you don't see it ever as an overextension, and I do, and it doesn't make me comfortable, and you feel like that's your natural behavior, then perfectly fine. But mm. if I'm uncomfortable by it, I'm absolutely going to be like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Because at some point, a man knows when he's doing too much. Like, is a difference between holding the door for the woman who's not that attractive versus holding the door for a woman you think is very, very attractive, and and how much energy you put into holding that door. Sometimes you pull a door with your arm muscle. You know, like oh, I mean, I like, I I can hear that point, but I also feel like a lot of this conversation has more to do with the person being offended than it has to do with the person doing the gesture. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the person doing the gesture has to be cognizant of the person who may be offended. Yeah. And in most cases, I would be I would suggest that that person might have to leave the individual as being triggered by your kind nature. Unless like I'm not discrediting that there definitely are scenarios where a man is with his girl. And he see something, he see a ting, and he can't hold his whatever nature you want to call that of now like kind of flirting with the new ting right in front of his girl. Like that does happen. I ain't discrediting that. But you know me, and I'm a nice nigga. Yeah, but you're not going to be like overly extending yourself when you're out with a lady because your focus is going to be that lady. I wouldn't overextend myself, but I would be nice. You're going to hold the door and that's it. You're not. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much. Here you go into the door. Now, thank you so much. I'm happy. you Like, that's extra. Like, just hold the door. You're just going to hold the door because that's who you are. You're going to just hold the door. That's a fact. Yeah. You're not going to be like, hey, how are you? But if someone got mad at me holding the door. I'm leaving them. Yeah, but that's dumb. See, I didn't see this video on social media. I should have like preferenced this that, or prefaced this. Which one is it? Preference. It's the same. Preface it's it's just same. different ways of yeah, saying it. I should have. I just should have said something first. Yeah, I mean, it's been an overall conversation. You don't really need to see the video. The video is, no. is corny. It's it's okay. a it's a joke. It's clearly like over. Like the girl is overdoing it. Um. And I don't think it it portrays real life. It's not supposed to. But that conversation has been circulated for a couple of years now in terms of I don't want no friendly nigga. All right. Like and even on the opposite end of it, I don't want no friendly bitch. Right. I don't want no chick that's too friendly to some niggas. And I'm like, I don't know. Me personally, I've dated too many women that are considered, quote unquote, bad bitches. Right. And I've dated too many women who are in the entertainment business i have to know when to take a back seat and let them do whatever the fuck they doing because it affects their career it affects their money like it affects who they are as an individual so if yeah if they're smiling all in the nigga face like i've dated strippers and i've been to the strip club why why you acting oh you you done done got super supportive (laughs) i dated strippers i dated strippers where i've been in the strip club with them and watch them go get their tips. Well, that's a different level. Like, but you, between, I know you wouldn't marry a stripper. I don't know. Okay. And I know you wouldn't. Just <laughs> off that, I don't know. So wow. that Yo, is every a good mo- experience for you to have to be there with the stripper, you know? Like, that is good to give them their space. But at the same time, like, if you think somebody's being too friendly, I think everything is like, like, what is the situation? Like, are mm. you, do you get offended? Where's was I cheating on you previously or something of the case that makes you feel like I'm being extra nice? Am I, I had nice a joke, but I can't say it. No, what's <laughs> I'm not, not going to say it. <laughs> you agreed not to be messy. <laughs> this episode might not go out. <laughs> if I say it, it's not going out. Oh, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Wow. Okay. Anywho, next next topic. <laughs> you said something about cheating. If they mm-hmm. was, uh, if we're cheating, like if I'm cheating, if something has happened before that has given you the this perspective on this situation, because everything is perspective. Right, like right. whatever has happened to you, this is the filter in which you're viewing life through. So if something has happened to you before and that's what you feel like, fine. You feel like he's being too friendly. Maybe he is, but I also think that what do we do when that happens? Like, do we sit down and have a conversation? Like, right. You know, like, right, what right, made right. you feel like that was too friendly? Why did that, why did that offend you? Right. And where does that chase back to? Cause most times if you ask people, why were you offended and what made you upset and things of that sort, they then have to deal with themselves. And when they're dealing with themselves, they can answer their own questions and realize, wow, 
I probably took that a little too serious. Now, that is the only place where I would stay, right? Like, if I can have that conversation with that person, and it's like, yo, I ain't like that you, you was holding the door for every bitch that walked through. And I'd be like, wait, hold up. Like, right. I was raised to do that. Like, right. and I'm not going to stop being that person for you because in my mind, that'll be taking away something positive. And what am I replacing it with? Just being a, a stare in the face ass nigga. Right. And right. that's a negative trait to me, right? So, like, I'm doing it for X, Y, and Z. And why does that trigger you? And you might tell me, oh, well, I've been cheated on in the past. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's work through this together. I right. can do that. I ain't going to change this aspect of me. But what can I do to make you feel more secure about, you know, right. think, the way that I'm moving? Which you And, you know, it's crazy you say that. Because I have had an experience where someone has held the door too long. Mm. You know, like, it, I don't care if it's a woman, a man, a family walking through. I don't care who's coming through that door. At some point in time, you have to be like, my lady is waiting. So your kindness needs to have limits, too. Because how long am I going to stand there and wait while you let 30 people through a door? Mm. You know, because now we're both having to be kind where this wasn't my choice. It was yours. So at what point do you delegate or transfer leadership and say, I'm going to let the door close a little bit and see if somebody else is going to pick it up? Are you just going to stand there and hold the door? Because now we have an issue with you just being a people pleaser. Now, now that is why I agree with you with the uh, your kindness uh, needs to have limits. That's that's powerful. Like, because absolutely. There is a space that you can get to where people can exploit you and or (laughs) bad memory just popped up Uh, and or right. Use you to make the person that you're with upset. Mm. (laughs) That's not today's topic. (laughs) We're not diving into that. (laughs) Just say it. You know, it's a It's a possibility. Shade. <laughs> Much shade. Yeah, this episode is not going out. Oh. Okay. The okay. world has been waiting on them. <laughs> Who's in the studio? This might got to go in. Uh, what is that? What, what's, the, what's the, the paid? Only fans. <laughs> Only fans. I'm fucking done. Um, all right. So I definitely wanted to ask you this question. Okay. Um, that's why it's on the docket. Uh-uh. But. There was another meme going around about um, dinner dates and wanting to get nasty after the dinner date. And it made me think about it more broadly. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, well, what type of date makes you want to get the nastiest? Is it a dinner date? Right. Mm-hmm. After the dinner date, like if you're sitting at the dinner with somebody, y'all both dressed up, smelling good. Y'all in a nice dark spot with some candles mm-hmm. afterwards uh, or during the day. Are you think I can't wait to get home versus right game night mm-hmm. where you're already home? Mm-hmm. You might be able to slip into some shit after you, you know, y'all play, y'all get a little competitive and it's like, Ooh, I like that. Like right. I like getting dominated. Or I like dominating this nigga or whatever the case is. Right. And then the third one was, let me look. Um, something like I did competitive. I did active. I did in the house. So, yeah. So, dinner, active, like a, a game or a, like, like bowling or hiking or top golf mm-hmm. or something in the house like a movie or game night. Like, which out of those three? So, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm in a relationship, I want to get nasty after everyone. Okay. Like, I just think after everything, we need to be nasty. Okay. During everything, <laughs> we need to be nasty. There should never be a reason why you're not nasty. But dates, while dating someone, dates that like intellectually stimulate me, I want to get nasty after because you, mm. you stimulated my mind. Mm. But if you're just here for like my body and just it's all surface, nothing has gotten deep. We're mm. not able to talk. There's no like remnants of the fact that you are a safe space. Yeah, no. hmm. Not at all. I would say for me. I really like competitive dates. Like I really like the idea of like going to top golf or bowling and like I don't know, someone winning and talking shit and then it'd be like, Oh, word? All right, so I'm a I'm going to show you in a different way. You feel me? Right, I like right. those. No, I, I, we know. We, well, we figure. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. I have no idea. And hey, you wonder why this episode not going out. I, I have no idea. <laughs> we have not gone on any type of date. That's so bad. <laughs> and this is why people are like, men and women can't be friends. But we are. Like, it's really, it's super platonic. We just have energy. That's what you're going to tell the people. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> um but dinner dates are kind of all right i love dinner dates 
I think you should always eat good food and go out to have drinks and always have a plan after the dinner date to be spontaneous. Yeah, like, and that's where what you said comes into play, too, in terms of, like, the uh, mental stimulation. Like, if I have a really good dinner date, we looking at each other in the eyes, we laughing at the jokes, you bringing up good topics. Yeah, It's like, all right, so what's up? Right, right. Like, and also, like, walk me down some water, you know? Let's let's have some deep conversations about some things we've been through. Because I'm assuming you'll be black. And um, <laughs> we're going to want to talk about. <laughs> not the white bald man? No, we don't want to talk about the different things we've been through. Mind you, not racist, just I love my people. Yeah, no, nah, nothing racist was said uh, uh, at all at this point in time. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I feel like when you say you don't date black white other things outside of your race people are like you're racist no that's not racist that's your that's your preference yeah see i understand it because in the inverse it's a lot more sensitive but there's history that makes it sensitive and i think people tend to not they want it to be black and white where it's like well if it is racist in this context then it has to be racist in this one one to one but it's not that the history is just different right like you've broken up this group of people's families for centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if now I'm deciding like I want to keep my family unit together in a particular type of way, you really can't get mad at that. That's true. And I just really believe no one understands the black woman like the black man and the black man like the black woman. I, I am just a huge believer in that. I mean, that's absolutely true because of the way society treats darker skin and people that ethnically are considered black, African-American or um, Afro-Caribbean or whatever the case is. Um, yeah, there's just a difference in how society has treated those of darker hues. And it's just evident to black people and it may not be evident to other cultures, just like it's not very evident to me what the Asian experience is. Right. right. Like I right. can assume and I can hear from my friends. But I'm not Asian. Right. So I don't know what like some of the stereotypes that get thrown on Asian people are like. I can't internalize it the same way. But I damn sure can know what my my black woman is going through to some extent, because even there's a there's a barrier there. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. a woman. So there's those components. of it. But you were raised by one. So you get it. Right. 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 There's women in your family. That's why men who like disrespect or treat women in certain types of ways. I'm like, were you just like raised in some type of pack with wolves? Were you? didn't understand the value of nurturing a woman. Mm, I like the way you said nurturing. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that goes into my next question. Okay. My next question is about when can you dis? Okay. When is it appropriate to fight for a relationship versus let it go? Hmm. It's that's interesting. So it's appropriate to fight when you both are in the ring. If, if spitting, she's spitting, y'all. <laughs> if you both are not in the ring and you are standing there, like like visually, imagine yourself getting into a ring and swinging by yourself, and someone just screaming at you from the sidelines on how you can be better. Mm. That doesn't make any sense. But if you're in this ring with me, you get the sweat. You get you understand what it takes to get this done. You're you're putting in sweat equity with me to, mm. to work to this level. Mm. But if you're just screaming at me from the sidelines, you don't understand this game, nor are you willing to play it. And are you scared of jumping in? Right. Are you scared of coming over the ropes? What makes you not want to be in the ring to fight for this? Do you not see my value? Are you mm. not scared that I may get hurt or knocked out? Because anything outside of the ring is considered the world. And if it's us against the world, why are you standing in the wrong place? So. <laughs> Spitting out here, man. <laughs> I, yeah, because I've seen people like leave relationships for minute reasons, mm-hmm. and maybe to me it would seem like it's minute, but then when they explain it, it's like it's deeper. And I I put out a clip recently, and I think it got a little bit of buzz where it's like you know people leave too soon. I think mm-hmm. nowadays, like I think people aren't willing to sit here and say, you know what, I want to build. So the moment something that is outside the wheelhouse of what they want in that relationship or from that person pops up. It's like, Oh nah, time to go find somebody else. I'm not even going to deal with this. And I find that to be why it's harder for people to even start relationships now. Um, I also think that people who leave quickly were never built for it. Mm. Right. Cause like relationships, what is a relationship? 
Are you just in a relationship to say that I have a boyfriend or I have a girlfriend? Or are you in a relationship to build towards marriage? Are you intentionally in this relationship? Because if it's intentional, you it's about resilience. You can't leave. You can't just get up and be like, okay, I don't want this anymore. Like, what happens when you guys are married and you have children and you have bills and you have assets? Like, you can't just walk away right. from something like that. Right. You have to be conscious enough to understand and I think too many people want relationships without being relationship ready, right? Mm. Like, so if you can, if I come to you, let's say we're arguing back and forth, right? And my goal is to win this argument. Right. We don't need to be in a relationship. Right. My goal needs to be to understand you right. and you to understand me. So now if you come to me with a problem and I can't hear you <laughs> and, and what's bothering you with this issue and I can't create solution or we can't come to resolution. Right. We don't need to be in no ring fighting about anything because you are a child. Right. And we're going to, this is no longer becomes like a practice or sparring match. This becomes me trying to hurt you. Exactly. Or you trying to hurt me. And who can stab more. Right. And when you got trauma bonds, it's who it's about who can turn the knife into the other person. Right. right? And then once you're bleeding, you're hoping that same person that just dug a knife into you is the same person is about to like clean you up. Right. Heal you. Yeah. And that's just practically impossible. And majority of people in our true millennial stage are trauma bonding. Mm. They're not in real relationships that they really want to be in. Most people are in trauma bonded relationships that their their insecurities, their traumas, their life experiences have put them into that they do not need to be in anymore. And they need to be either on their knees with God or in conjunction with therapy mm. to understand what is it about them that's connecting to these unhealthy parts and vice versa. Because deep finds deep, as we know. That is a fact. This episode fire already. Poof. Yeah, episode fire already. Um, everything you said, I don't even need to say nothing like that. I think that's the first for the audience where they like, oh, this nigga don't gotta add nothing to the conversation. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> um, all right. So there's this. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. It's a joke meme going around where it's like, oh, if you bringing your man to the girls group of the girls um night can we all fucking right but of course my mind brings this to a, a more interesting space and i think a deeper conversation um now um there's been different versions of you has there ever been a version of you that was comfortable or okay with or thought about it in a positive way where it's like you would purposely put your man in a situation where they are around someone else or friend of yours or someone, an acquaintance of yours that you knew actively wanted to smash to. Was that ever a, a thought where you were like, we could get, we could tackle this together. Have you ever had friendships like that? No. Well, friendships, wait, friendships where I set up like devious traps or, <laughs> cause that sounds like a devious trap. That definitely to, sound like a devious trap. Yeah. But if it's like, you trying to threesome is it threesome you're talking about or is it like a friendship where Uh, we could do both devious traps i do not set up like i think if you put a lion inside of its habitat what is it going to do okay so like if if i know that you want to fuck my man and you want relationship with him i'm never going to put you guys in a predicament to make that happen and nor should my man be okay with letting that type of predicament happen when that has already been the understood scenario right 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 nor if you want to fuck any of my friends am i putting you in a room for you to play around on any level nor should i be with somebody who's talking to me about fucking anybody else because right. my shit we good right so i don't understand <laughs> right, right right so i i just don't get that part no comment so um <laughs> now we're talking about threesomes i have had people ask me to join threesomes i've had married men ask me to join threesomes with their wives and i've had that tons of times have you ever felt disrespected by the request no okay no i think I think to feel disrespected is to be is to not be an understanding. You know, sometimes if if this is the person that you want to have sex with, how do you reach out to them? You just do that. Right. right. And if you guys feel this is your norm, the only reason why you feel disrespected is because it's not your normal. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting concept to me because it's like. I guess, like, let's say you're not in a full relationship. You just met somebody, um, and you and your homegirl, because I, I, well, no, we can flip it to men. Like, you and your homeboy kind of meet meet this girl at the same time, and she's like, she says she's down. She's been hanging with you more than the, than your homeboy, but she's like, yo, I'm down to, you know what I mean? 
I feel like dudes would bring that shorty around and but it would be like a conversation like yo bro she down for x y and z you down for da 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 now naturally there's gonna be plenty of men that be like oh m m f threesomes ain't it but it happens all the time like they, those they things do. they happen all the time they uh, do they're they're like you know if you want to get wet hey we got somebody who's willing to give it up but right. I, I think i've also seen men who like their women like threesomes and are open to that, but they're very possessive about their women too. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, there's, it just seems to be split down a lot. Yeah. Like there are some people who, and, and that's kind of where it gets deep in the conversation because sometimes people will say you're more possessive with the person that you really don't want to share with the world. You really want to wife up and you want to be one-on-one with and build a family, whatever. Right. But the less possessive you are, the less you care about if someone else is having them. And then if you really, really down the spectrum or down the rabbit hole, you don't mind watching her get pleasured or get smashed by somebody else and you're cool with it. So I guess it's like when you put it in the context of like, yeah, you're going to bring your man to girls night or I mean, I you won't hear a dude, I guess, talk about bringing his actual girlfriend, I think, to boys night and be like yo we about to pass her around like that sounds that already sounds sus without you know what i mean wild i mean and i gotta say like honestly i think a bedroom is for two people whenever you open up your bedroom that's just my opinion in a a relationship you should never open up your bedroom Mm. but when you think about sharing a guy on a girl's trip like what's your ph balance are you all eating the same fruit? That's like, what. Are you taking vitamins? That's what some of the, like, me, the memes was like. It was like they got the Kiki Palmer shit when she was on um, Hot Wings, talking about some. Mm, this one's a little sweet when you get the friend that pH balance is off. Oh, I, I was like, yeah, no, thank you. Mm-mm. I've, I've seen too much. Fresher and Jen, um, his fiance. Um, they, I guess this is from Love and Hip Hop. I don't know what show they on. I didn't, I didn't see what what clip. I saw the clip, but I didn't see where it came from. I can't even hold you. I don't even know who those people are. Fresha was, uh, well, Fresha had that one single that came out. I want to say like 2015 ish. It was around the time Designer was out. Okay, um, I love with Panda. Yeah. yeah, he had a song that was like I think. right like like a year or two (laughs) after that he came fresher came out and he had a deep voice too um and so like he was hot for a minute but he hasn't really been at least musically he hasn't been on top um but he's been on loving hip-hop and him and his wife or or fiance rather um they've been like you know you know loving hip-hop is scripted so it's kind of hard to take any of it like 100 percent seriously but Essentially, their new storyline for mm-hmm. this season mm-hmm. is she wants to have a $250,000 wedding. And he's like, that's wild. We can invest that money into something else. Um, we don't need to go that extreme. But then he also mentioned, but we could do a courthouse. We could do a courthouse wedding. Um, and someone said, obviously, the natural solution to both of this is there's definitely a middle ground between $250,000 wedding and courthouse. So y'all need to find that middle ground. But um, the question that is arising from it is like, who is wrong? And and what do you think? So let me be honest with you. A lot of women ruminate on marriage. Mm -hmm. And they spend so much time thinking about the day that they will be chosen. Right. That they forget to talk about the actual marriage. And men too. You you want the woman to enjoy her day and it's your day too. It's your day of being chosen too. But you can't enjoy these things without a conversation. To be honest, if it's fresher, yeah. you should have honestly known that this woman was already on that type of time. That's right. how she looked. That's how she moved. That's what she was going to do. I don't think you should ever have a big wedding, to be honest. Like mm. I'm you like I when I do get married, I would love to have a destination wedding and let it be intimate. Your marriage is something that only people who contributed to that thing happening should be in the room. Mm. It's not a party. It's not a show. It's not something like, aha, look at me. So if you want this two hundred and fifty thousand dollar thing just to put on a show to be like, look at me on my big day, how is it really about you guys? Where's the right. us? Where's the intimacy on this day that matters for both of you? And how are you being inclusive of him and his needs and what he's telling you he wants to do? And if a man is telling me he'd rather reinvest $250,000 than right. to get a wedding and you say no, leave her. <laughs> That's what a lot leave of people her. are saying. She's not there 
for the actual marriage. She's just there for the show. I'm gonna let her talk. She's not there for Earth. building generational wealth. Somebody's wife. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand. The type of wedding you want. That's how much it costs. Uh huh. You're bugging the. We gonna invest that. My job as a man is to hold the household down, and she hasn't worked in years. I'm not spending a quarter million dollars on a wedding. I'm not doing it. So, I'm trying to tell so, you. so, so you have no plans on getting married. I have plans on getting. Let's go to city hall. I'm not a city hall bitch. Stop saying city hall because city hall's about to get left. Like I'm telling you right now. At the end of the day, I love you more than life itself. But you gotta be easy with all this. Love ain't enough. You. How long you plan on being broke? Bro, I don't like we're broke. Out your mouth. You That's not it broke. Too much. That's, That's smart. Broke people behavior. That's wow. Smart. That's Listen, not. You call it broke. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Leave and see what your wife. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Exactly. I deserve. <laughs> Let me tell you. Some people really want more than what they tell them you. What they say that they deserve. If you feel like you deserve that then be with somebody who also believes you deserve that. Point blank, period. If that's what you feel like you believe. And I think that want. that's what he's saying when he's like, leave and go find that. Because you're not going to find... I'm sorry, Jen ain't my cup of tea. I don't see her finding anybody, anybody willing to spend that much um, on her attitude, on her looks, or on none of it. Like, 250 So I think, that, you know, and it's not about the money value. It's just about what she's bringing to the table and what she's bringing to the table at this moment in time just seems like a headache. It is. And, but what else, like he said, like, if you left, what would you get? Nothing, right? So what did you even walk in with? Yeah, because whatever he's seeing her is special. <laughs> and I, I no disrespect. It's special if it's just for the fun of it. She ain't. She don't look like a for the fun of it. I don't know if you've ever seen her before. No, no, no. Okay, so when, you, when you see a picture of her, you... And, okay. You know what I mean? You All right, so let me not speak too hefty <laughs> hey, on her now. Yeah, she not, she not one of those where it's like, okay, he pussy whipped and she right. is a trophy. So he, not to me at least. She, she's somebody's tent. Listen, let's she's speak on somebody's that. tent. People think just because you're beautiful, right, that your man is like, like the person that you may be with is like pussy whipped. They could really not be whipping your pussy. That is where I think a lot of people get it twisted. I do think that especially now. A lot of the quote unquote, a lot of the, I, I call them the tens and I say tens sometimes can be spoiled, right? And so the spoiled tens, I think a lot of them think all they have to do is look cute and upkeep looking cute and they will get a partner that is going to nurture them in the ways that they actually need to be nurtured as a human being. But what what those individuals don't realize is Men who are just like spending extravagant amount of money and taking them on flights and gifts and stuff like that and don't really care about you coming to the table with trauma, you coming to the table acting a fool, not knowing how to do conflict resolution, they are not looking at you long term. At all. But even why would they want to spend their money in that manner? Even if they're not looking at you long term, why would they want to invest like that? So just imagine the woman that they do see long term and how they would invest in that type of woman. Yeah. And even, you know, tens is cool. Be on that level. I tell people all the time, you can rate yourself on whatever number scale as a woman that you want to. But just be a woman. Point blank period. Just be a woman. And being a woman and being dope and having gone through the life that you've gone through and understanding no one can walk in your shoes. That is your power. Understand what you're worth and, and, and think about the fact that you don't just have to be beautiful. beautiful. Beauty to me is a bonus, right? Knowing how to allocate resources, knowing how to be able to understand what assets are, having any type of financial literacy about yourself, being able to create generational wealth, being able to make decisions in a healthy space, that, knowing how to pray, that is what matters. That is that is the crux of being a human being. When I'm hungry, can you make sure that mm -hmm. I have a meal? Can you rub my back? If I get sick, do you know how to take care of me? Or, or do you got to call somebody? Like, these are the things that should matter in a relationship versus just how beautiful you are because that dies. And, and as gorgeous as you are, there's somebody more beautiful than you. As handsome as you are, there's somebody more handsome than you. So are you on a hamster wheel? You know that, that hamster wheel J. Cole spoke about? It has to be partnership. Right. And I think that that is the biggest thing missing in, in this day and age is what people seem or deem to be partnership is like categorized by archaic things. So it's like, oh, well, if she cook and I 
provide all the money. Like, that's partnership. And it's like, for you, maybe it is. For y'all situation, I'm not going to discredit that. But there are other levels of partnership that exist that are necessary for the long-term aspect of things. Because maybe there's going to be a time where she don't want to cook. She she can't. And she can't, right? And that should not now so negatively impact your relationship that y'all are now in a space where maybe y'all not going to make it. But partnership is you serving too. So I, I think people forget that marriage, relationships, partnership in general is all about knowing how to be a great servant. People in the best relationships just know how to serve well. If I cannot cook, you should be willing to serve me. And how, exactly. Right. How do you allocate resources? Do you go figure out the food? Like if I'm not feeling well or vice versa, like if you're not able to do something, how do I make up for where you lack? Because being in partnership is making up for where the other person lacks. Exactly. If, if I am a hundred percent great, you're a hundred percent great, right? Two whole individuals coming together and I lack a little bit of something. You should be able to pull me up, right? It, it is no 50, 50. Some days if I only got 10% to give because I'm a boss every fucking day you better be able to pull that 90 for me and if you only got 10 to give trust and believe i'm gonna go find 900 to give to you right right and i think that that is missing because people are stuck on whatever social media uh terms are going on or whatever the standard is being set in terms of these two categories of what a provider is and what a nurturer is and it's like those two words are, they, they can be flipped. They're the same word. This is, but also, providing is a thing. I can provide you with nurturing. I can provide you with right. finances. I can provide you with love. food. Providing is just being a provider. But what do you provide, right? And I think if you mix up nurturing and providing, like as a man, you should be able to do more than just financially show up. And if we stop equating financially showing up, to providing, we can have a better conversation, a healthier conversation. You providing, what does that mean to you? Does that mean that you just pay a bill and that's it? You pay all the bills and, and you get to do whatever you want? Or do you providing means that you care about our relationship? You're planning for our future. You're actually giving love. You're you're attentively listening. You're you're affectionate. You you care about intimacy. You're thinking about my, me before I can even get to that point. Like, what else do you provide? Do you provide safety? We let we let the financial provision supersede the idea of character and most people most women out here asking for all this financial stability cannot provide it for themselves which is the which is the the issue right and my question is this if my if my man right if me and him could go 50 50 and get to the goal quicker why am i why would i want to see you struggle right pulling 100 percent. Right. it just doesn't make sense to me it doesn't make sense and in this day and age most women especially black women have found a way to become a breadwinner so mm-hmm. if we are i'm not going to take anything away from what else you bring to the table so we have to leave room for the men to bring other things to the table outside of just finances no just because i pay my bills don't mean i get to walk around here disrespecting you all day whatsoever that has right. nothing to do right with i don't i else. never get that i never I understood never, that me neither like that is part of what Paying a bill is because I love you, because I respect you. And I'm a grown-ass adult. Yeah, like, don't don't disrespect me. Like, that just never works. Gabrielle Union said something where she was, like, she was cheating because she was paying all the bills. And right. then her man was cheating on her. I get the whole entire toxic situation, but no matter who's bringing in the income, doesn't give you the ability to be a disrespectful person. That's like me saying I pay all the bills, so whenever I get home, I get to slap the shit out of you. That's <laughs> right, crazy. Right, like, right, like, what? how does that make sense? How does it equate... But oftentimes that is what people are allowing in their relationships, right? Oh, and that's because that is no longer a real relationship and that's not a a partnership. That's a dependency. You have a grown adult teenager Mm -hmm. that you're taking care of. And I've often said that where it's like a lot of people want to live like grown teenagers. You're getting an allowance from somebody. They are paying all the bills. They get to tell you when you could go out, how you could go out, how much you get. And it's like, do you, are you comfortable with that life? I don't want a partner that does that. I want yeah. a partner that I feel is an equal and that I can see in their behavior is an equal. Right. right? I can learn from them. They can learn from me. That's just more attractive to me. Right. Me as an individual. It's not attractive to me to be taking care of someone just to take care of them. Like, 
Yes. Right. Taking care of them in the sense of the partnership and the relationship. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. You get sick. I'm going to be there serving, doing whatever the case is. But just in terms of that is the relationship dynamic. I'm taking care of you and you're nurturing by cooking and cleaning. I want to be in the trenches with you. I want to be cleaning too. I want to take care of my kids too. I don't want that to be your primary responsibility. To me, that doesn't make sense. We should both be giving our philosophies and our thoughts. That's why we fucking made the child in the first place or should be, you know, like we should be sharing in the idea of rearing this, this young person, not okay. Well, mom's going to take care of that. And I get to just sit on the couch and watch football. The yeah. fuck is that? Yeah, that makes nothing. That, but also, how were we raised? I always let that go. A lot of people were just raised to do nothing. If you've never been through anything, you can't, you can't do anything. Also, just coming from our generation, our generations now are being merged. You got the Gen Zers merging with the millennials. Everything social media has merged everything. Yeah. So now, us on our level, like we weren't raised in a social media world. We we transitioned into it, but we weren't raised in it. So we had to watch our relationship examples, whether within our households, within the people who came within our house that our parents allowed around, whoever we've seen in our family, within our daily lifestyles, or watching the Cosbys or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. So it gave us a different perspective on what love looked like. Our music was different back then. That's a fact. Now you have 31, 34-year-old men who are dating kids, right? And then you dated this girl who's 24, 25, 26, right? And now you, that didn't work out for you because she was expecting some different things. And now you come back to somebody who's grown, got their shit together. You want to be like, oh, well, I'm de- this, this, and this happened to me. So this is how I move. Well, first of all, let that baggage go for you. Come up over here. And also stop merging your energy. Stop dating kids just because you feel like you can't operate on this level. Give yourself a standard and give yourself a, 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 a trajectory. I only date this person from here to there, 31 to this age. And understand why you say that too, right? Because right. frontal cortexes right. are not developed and things of that sort. Dating is more of a, of a spiritual science than it is just do what you feel. Like mm. it, it has to make sense and it takes time for something to make sense. Like if you see things are beginning to bubble over and burn just because it was good before, it doesn't mean it won't it'll, it'll be good now. Now we have to put it in another vase. If your bamboo is growing, what are you going to do if your plants are growing? Right. It has to keep moving environments. But if this pot, this pot will never be able to grow. Right. So I, I don't need you to be a pot. I don't right. need you to be dirt. I need you to be a branch where we out here vining and branching together. We know how to grow. Vining and branching. Vining and branching. (laughs) We know how to grow together. All right. So that kind of leads into this conversation right here. Let her talk. King, what I'm about to say might fuck up your day, but it'll put a lot of things in perspective for you. You may never fully be appreciated by a woman. Emotional Women's making it happen is totally different from a man's making it happen. See, when women struggle, we can just go ask somebody. You know, we have cushions to fall back on. If we look good enough, we'll have a man that'll help us. Hell, we ain't even got to look good enough. We'll have a man that'll help us. We always got something that somebody wants. And we know that. But when it comes to y'all, it's like... We have a hard That's one of our more powerful blacks. Our way of life is not reality for men. Y'all don't have nobody that y'all could just ask. Not without being called weak or being emasculated. Y'all gotta literally figure out a way because at the end of the day, y'all are the same men that we fall back on. Yet we still find it hard to appreciate y'all. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? Okay. <laughs> you Go ahead. Oh, okay. Cause no. Mm-mm. That's what we not going to do in 2023. What's that? What we're not going to do in 2023 is create blanket statements. Her statement is a blanket statement that then in turn needs to apply to every man, every woman. There is not after experience in my life, going through being homeless, going through the shelter and coming out of all that stuff. There was not one person that I could lean on, fall back on or ask. If you have experienced abandonment issues, if your parents left you, if your father has left you, if if you never had a father, you don't know how to fall back on a man. And if you are not a highly promiscuous person, you are not asking a man for anything because you understand when you ask for something, you also have to give something. And if you're not down with laying on your back to get or receive anything, then you are not going to be asking anybody for anything that you cannot do for yourself. I had to get up and I had to figure it out. 
Now, that changes my relationship dynamic because I want someone who can also get up and figure it out. Do I think we need to have more grace for our men? Yes, absolutely. In general, men need a safe space to know they don't just have to be strong all day long. Mm -hmm. And whatever the outside world has given to you, when you come home, you can be whoever you want to be for me. And I will accept you. I will love you. I will hold you. I will nurture you. And I will cater to you for sure. But don't you ever think that my day wasn't hard. Don't you ever think that I, I didn't have or I could just go ask somebody because I'm beautiful or because I look a certain way, life was easier for me. That's just absolutely asinine. You could be beautiful and hungry, beautiful in the shelter, beautiful and in pain, beautiful and broken. None of your beauty equates to your life ever being better. So that is a blanket statement that then in turn, a bunch of men will start sharing and being like, yeah, treat me better. But what about women who've been through things and know how to go get it by themselves without asking mm -hmm. anybody for anything? How do you make me feel safe asking you for something? Do you know how to do that? Yeah, so I definitely hear that. And I, it was interesting because when it came up and I knew that we were going to have this conversation, I knew you would have a oh, different boy. take <laughs> um, on it. But I do agree with the sentiment of. And it, it doesn't apply to everybody, but I do think in terms of a woman's ability to get it is different from a man's ability to get it in terms of a societal view of what is acceptable. Now, so mm -hmm. when you say get it, what are you referring to? Let's, so let's add scenario. I will. So, okay. okay. So I've had, I've watched my male friends struggle with money or bills and, the embarrassment with even asking like or even bringing up like, yo, I don't got it. Right. Mm -hmm. And in turn, most of my friends, when they are broke, male friends, rather, I should say, when they're broke or they need money or whatever, they will ask for a task that they can do in order to get that money. It was like, yo, bro, yo, you know, you don't need jobs happening or you you got anything coming up or like, yo, I'll help you with that. Da, da, da. I got task rabbit. So if you need to get something done, you could get me through the app. Like they will offer services in order to get money from you. And if you know that they're down, you probably give them a little extra or whatever the case is. It's very rare where one of my male friends will flat out ask me like, yo, can you pay my phone bill? Now my female friends, I have Definitely had female friends flat out ask me to pay one of their bills. Um, that flat out asked me to feed them. Flat out expect if we're out, like that I will be taking care of the entire scenario. And we're friends. We're not dating or we're not in that space. And so from that perspective, that does come from, I think, a place where that's more common and that's more accepted, right? I think in society, that is. Where if a woman acts a male or in general, because I've heard about women asking their female friends things that I'm like, damn, my male friends wouldn't ask that. Right. Whether it be like I've, I've heard some horror stories about, yeah, you know, shorty came on the trip. She had no money and we financed her the whole trip. And then that then causes everybody to come back. And now they all fighting. Right. So I just think that there is a bit of a understanding or a flexibility with especially on the financial end of it now the other aspects that you're saying like in terms of like the softness that men might now use this to kind of be like yeah you guys got to be kinder to us definitely i can see that being used in that way but i'm only speaking on this idea that what society will deem is acceptable for a man to do to get it to get money or to be financially stable or whatever you want to call it, it, there is a little bit more of a wiggle room. Not to say that there aren't women out there that haven't had that experience, because obviously that's the case. There are women like yourself who don't want to ask anybody for assistance, or if they have, they've had men in their lives that were unreliable. So it was like, yeah, there is that component. I just think where her perspective, like you said, in terms of general statements, um, I get that. But I do understand that I feel like what she's specifically speaking about is in ratio, in in comparison. Um, and, and from my experience, it's definitely been more accepted for a woman to ask for certain things than a man. I can understand that. 
Um, I can understand that. I can understand a man needing help and, you know, just the axing and the ratio. I get it all. But I will also say it's all situational. It depends on what type of woman you are and what type of man you are. And I get it. I, I absolutely, I agree with her for that situation. But in terms of a blanket statement, if if a woman lays down, and this is not to say I've ever done this, and anybody who knows me knows I mm-hmm. would never, right? And just because that's not a service I offer. And I'm about to get deep with this too. But if a woman lays down and offers her body as a service, who's to say that's not a form of income for her? Mm. Right. Like if a woman lays down and offers whatever it is she offers. Now, I'm not saying that's good. I'm just saying. What if. All right. So the last thing I'll say on this piece um, is so I already mentioned that I am attracted to people that I feel are going to provide partnership in the sense of like they know how to get it out the mud. And I think that that is why I've dated so many women who have gone through traumatic experiences because I'm attracted to that idea of them being able to have gone through that and found a way out. But the added piece to it, right, like the aspects that come with that oftentimes are trauma um, and a lot of things that they need to work through. And as an individual who was in a space or even back in the day was in a space where I'm like about positivity and love and like, yo, let's do things in a certain type of way. Not to say that those individuals weren't in that mind space, but they weren't able to practice those actions Mm -hmm. because of what they've been through. Mm -hmm. And that is where like I found myself like being attracted to certain women and having these type of traumatic experience brought to my forefront and not knowing exactly what to do with them. Cause it's like, yo, I based off of all the conversations that we've had, I'm one of the most positive people that have come in your life in a long time. So why are you treating me like this? And it, it took me a while to be like, they're doing it because they don't know anything else, but also you don't have to accept that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're calling them a bad person or that doesn't necessarily mean that you're giving up on them. Because a lot of times I didn't want to give up on that individual. I felt like there was a breakthrough coming down the pipeline. And once that breakthrough came, then, you know, it'd be like the floodgates opened up and we'd be able to love each other appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just kind of, you know, brought that up for me. That's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of times um, there's a few things that you said, but a lot of times we're in love with this potential and this um, narrative that we created about this person versus the actual reality of what that person is offering. And a lot of times when we are confronted with people who have to deal or who have gone through trauma, most people who have experienced trauma have no idea that they've experienced. Exactly. So they don't think anything that they're doing is wrong. They are trying to protect themselves the best way that they know how. And even if that means their nervous system is on a thousand every single day, that is how they know how to protect themselves. And it's unfortunate because a lot of women, I feel like, especially our men, we all experience trauma, but I feel like people, our men don't know how to deal with it when they see it, when they see it. Why, why is she breaking, right? Because let's be honest, when you see a woman breaking, it hurts your heart in a different way if you're a good man, but it hurts your heart in a different way. If you exude empathy, we are excluding narcissists in this conversation, mm-hmm. right? But it hurts your heart in a different way if you see a woman breaking. Right. Why? Because if you've seen your mom breaking or your parental figure that is a woman, your mother figure breaking, it's going to hurt you in a different way. But most times your mom is not going to break in front of you as a boy, as mm-hmm. a man, She's not going to break in front of you, but the girls get it. Mm. The daughters have to hear it all. The daughters have to help. The daughters got to share this weight because they understand where mama is coming right. from. Right. So most of the time men at such a young age don't even know how to deal with the shift in emotions of a woman. They just get this consistent emotion from a woman all the time. Cause that's what mommy gave them to keep them safe. Right. Men get into relationships expecting mommy. No, I am a woman right. who has been through a whole different plethora of things. So I'm not, I may not be able, I will be consistent to you, 
But if I am upset or I have energy or attitude or something's going on, it's going to take a level of being inquisitive and a level of me being open for us to have a conversation. But it also takes accountability and self-awareness. And most people who are running around saying they're self-aware until you've gone to therapy, you have no idea who you are. You have no idea who's in your driver's seat. You know how you have no idea where your decisions are coming from, how you're making choices that are affecting your life from a traumatic place. You're not mm -hmm. healed enough to make these choices. So you're getting in relationships where you're not even healed enough to even stand in that relationship. And are you even with that person because you love them? And this is what the current version of you needs and wants. Are you with them because you're trying to repair something? Mm -hmm. Right. So when I just think about that whole entire concept, I think this year for me or last year has really changed my outlook on what a relationship is, on mm -hmm. what partnership is, on what it is to even exist with other people. Right. We have so much back and forth. Men, men, this women. I hate this, that shit. Yeah. It's over for that. It's over for it. Men, this women, this, but we actually need to come together and have way more conversations because if we have more friends in the room and, and my bros was talking to me about right. what they shorties was going through and I'm talking to you about what I go. And we had this collective conversation without people who are jealous and offended and oh my gosh, you're, you're fucking with this one and this one's having sex with that one. But if we just had a room of mature people who were able to have a healing conversation that was mixed of men and women, we would have way more relationships that are healed. Who's mm -hmm. your support system when you're going through something? Who do you reach out to? Are you just trying to keep this real perfect image or right. are you ready to break break so that you could get back to pieces? Mosaics aren't built without being broken. Disco balls are made of broken pieces. Diamonds. Right. Right. So like, why not break? Why do you want to stay perfect? You have to break. You have to become different versions of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself. But it's a journey all the way up. So why not? Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people, you know, they they don't look at it that way. Um, and I understand it, too. Right. Because when you're breaking. You are going to ask why, especially depending on the type of breaking. Right. Like there is, uh, you know, li little fractures that you can deal with. And then there's being ripped apart. And that's like. I think I would have learned this lesson without ever having to have to go through that. Right. Like, I don't think I ever needed that. Um, so why do I have to go through it? But I think if you do keep an open mind, you do realize like, yeah, I can. I'm transforming to some extent. And sometimes the traumatic event led to that extra boost of like understanding. I can definitely say from those experiences with the women that I've dealt with who maybe brought trauma to my life. Um, I learned a lot about myself within those moments and it took a while, right? It took a little bit because I came from a relationship. My first relationship, my first real one that I always say is my first real one was in college. And to me, that was a perfect relationship beyond obviously the fact that we broke up, mm -hmm. but we were in fairy tale land. It was like, you know, high school sweetheart type of love and puppy love and first this and first that. So when I then got, quote unquote, thrown into the real world of like, OK, that person didn't deal with trauma. I wasn't really dealing with trauma. We got to a space, though, where we mutually just weren't compatible anymore. And to be honest, I feel like there was trauma that I was that was seeping into my life at that point in time that led to us breaking up as well. But then getting thrown into the real world where it's like, nah, you're dating this person, but this isn't the Petri dish of college. This person has come from a family of drug use, of abuse, of a bunch of different shit going on. And you're getting the beautiful, cute version of them that they want to show you at this moment in time. But you keep knocking on the door of what's raw and real. And when you knock that shit down, are you going to be able to deal with that? And I think that those experiences did allow me to finally say to myself, you do have like a little bit of a savior complex. Maybe not to the extent of thinking mentally that you are somebody's savior, but in the extent of your actions of overextending, like we spoke about in the beginning, um, for people who don't deserve that component of you, why are you doing that? Right. If this person is spitting in your face, mm -hmm. why are you wiping it off and then saying, okay, let me go take you out? Like right. that does not work. That doesn't right. equate. What that does tell you is there's something about your self-worth that you're not acknowledging because you're allowing this, whether you think that you are like, nah, I know I'm the shit and I don't let nobody da 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 da. When you then tell that person, I don't let anybody, but you do this. You're now saying that you are allowing this person out of all of the people yeah. 
to mistreat you. Right. And that's where that's coming from. And that's interesting that you even say that, because when you think about the amount of like trauma that people experience, I think going into a relationship, everybody needs to have a different perspective on relationship and partnership. Like go in and ask about therapy and how they're dealing and how they're coping. Get to know each other in each other's lives. Because when you get into a relationship, most people think you get into a relationship with that person. You date their inner child first, especially once you get committed with that person. You're mm-hmm. with their inner child. Who's their inner child? Who was their leadership? Who who did these items, you know, to like get them to this place and point? Who guided them up? Who like how do they pray? How do they resolve? How do they contribute to your household when they come over? Right. Mm. Are they clean? Are they not? How do they handle financial stress and situations? You're going through something. How are they supporting you? How do they try to build relationship with your family? Right. right. Like there's so many other aspects that goes into it that people need to be asking that will help you to understand if that person is experiencing trauma. Right. And sometimes people, and it's our, our innate nature. We want to be chosen. We, 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 we are wired for connection, to be connected. So sometimes you just want to be connected to somebody just to be connected, just mm-hmm. so you don't have to sleep alone, just so you don't have to feel like that's all you have, right? Like it's, but all you need is inside of you. Right. Literally every single thing that you need. So if you learn how to spend time with self. With yourself. You will stop putting that out in the world. You start getting a different type of partner. A whole different type of partner. You get a partner that knows how to spend time with self. And when you both are spending time with self and you're both in therapy, you can be like, oh, we have an issue. Right. That we both don't know how to resolve from using our own therapy. Let's go to couples therapy. Now, couples therapy makes sense because we have the tools to know how to talk to each other. And now both people are willing to do that. We're willing to do that. So now... Because of our resilience, and we know this is in the long term, we always got a couple therapists just on the retainer Mm because we're going to go and have these conversations. If anything ever happens, we know we can go see this person and have a conversation because we're two different individuals. And what's so crazy is people think you're going to get together, be two different individuals, and then all of a sudden you'll know each other. No, you will never fully know anyone until you truly evolve with them all the way through life for years and years Mm -hmm. to come. And even then, they change. So your process of... Being comfortable is not what matters, is how curious you are. Right. So how curious you are about life, how curious you are about that individual. And that's why that is important. Like who you pick and the foundation that y'all decide to stand on is super important, I think. Um, but of course, me and Nikki could sit here and talk all day. We're both Libras, um, <laughs> aka twin flames. Um, but Nikki gotta go. And uh we're gonna wrap this up. So is there any parting words that you have for listening audience? For our listening audience, if you guys took anything from today's conversation, especially going into 2023, I hope that you guys spend this year healing, focusing on healing, browsing through therapy, having those tough relational conversations if you're in a relationship, and doing what makes yourself happy. Listening to your inner child, feeling the emotions that you need to feel, processing those, sitting with yourself like, Spend this year loving yourself. Mm. If if I have anything to give is literally spend this year getting to know you. So come 2024, you can tell someone what you need. Mm-hmm. What would dad say? So dad would say, honestly, you should date all your options until your options let you know that there is no other option. I like that. Another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties and we are out of here. Peace.